Thank you for joining us on Cloudy with a Chance of Podcasts. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags with my co-host, Kirstie Zantini. And you can see our guests there in the frame as well. And we'll get to that in just a few moments. And some of you may even recognize her as well. But before we get to that, I just want to say, hey, Kirstie, how's everything going? Hi, McCall. It's going really, really nice. I'm happy to be enjoying uh, some summer heat. And we're going to be hot here in the yeah. Mighty Valley. Yeah, it's about to- it's about to get steamy. We have those 90 degree temperatures ahead. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for us, like we've, I've said it before, we've talked about this on the podcast before in the Dayton area, the Miami Valley, three 90 degree days in a row is considered a heat wave. Yeah. We've done that already this summer. We're likely going to do it again because it looks like well into next Wednesday, uh, we could be tapping into those 90 degree days. So but we've had a pretty, like in actuality, a pretty mild summer. I mean, we haven't hit our average number of 90 degree days. I think it's just been right. a bit humid a lot. So that's made right. it feel sticky and tropical. Yeah. Um, yes. But tropical helps us to like pivot to our, our guest our today. Because, exactly. you know, <laughs> when you think of tropical humidity and heat, you want to be like on a beach somewhere, enjoying the weather. Um, exactly. So I yeah. think, why don't we just get to our guest and why yeah. we are so excited to have her on today. All right. Well, so, so our guest this week, which if you're looking at her already now, you are for, from the Miami Valley, you recognize this face because she is a former reporter for WHIO. Uh, this is Lauren Kroger. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being with us. Lauren has transitioned from the news world and she now is in the travel world. So she is a luxury travel agent for Huffman Travel. She's been there for about three years and Huffman Travel is has an office uh, right here in the Miami Valley in Oakwood. And Lauren, we are so excited to get to see you again. We miss seeing you, of course, in the newsroom, uh, but you're going to help us out with our episode this week, which has to do with weather and making travel plans. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be starting my Friday morning with you two (laughs) friendly faces that I love and miss. Well, we miss you so much. I mean, how has that, I mean, before we get to the travel part, the transition from news to doing luxury travel and people, if they don't know her, um, Lauren did the news for us, but you were a big travel buff, like at heart. Right. I've always loved travel. I mean, they're two different worlds. They're both two different dreams. So I'm super lucky that I've been able to pursue both. But um, yeah, I've, I've always been just obsessed with traveling. Everything from road trips with my family when I was younger to then um, starting to be able to travel myself a bit into college. I was a nanny in Italy just so that I could find a way to try to see the world. So I've always been really passionate about travel. So um, it was just an opportunity that I thought just fit me. So it's been amazing. Obviously the last year and a half have been quite a roller coaster. <laughs> so it's uh, been interesting to ride that out, but we've learned so much from it. And I think that in some ways the industry is stronger because of it, because now people are turning to us to ask all of these questions. Whereas before they felt like it was easier to navigate on their own. And I feel like if anything, it sort of solidified travel advisors as a really important piece of travel planning. So there are definite, some definite silver linings to the (laughs) the craziness of the last year. Yeah. I I think everybody has learned something um, from this, you know, pandemic we have McCall and I Mm -hmm. have 
realized we could broadcast completely from, you know, any remote location and cover severe weather and do live shots. So that was definitely something that the news business, I think, learned um, and had to adapt to. And I, I just want to talk a little bit with you first, Lauren, about that um, that wild ride when it comes to uh, COVID and what that did for luxury travel. And also, um, that's kind of intimidating, by the way, hearing luxury travel agents. So <laughs> why don't you explain what you do exactly uh, to people okay. that might not be very familiar? Sure. That's a great way to start. So um, essentially, I just help people plan the trips of, you know, what their dreams is what we try to do. But that can be everything from, you know, just a hotel here or there to a, a huge trip for um, a multi-generational family who's always wanted to go back to their ancestral home in Ireland. So we do a little bit of everything. Um, our niche is luxury. So basically that means that we're part of um, a larger network of travel agencies across the United States who just have really good, everyone has to have um, a specific area where they say, I, you know, I'm really close with these partners. I can really leverage this group. And so, you know, we're really close with a lot of luxury partners, but, um, but yeah, it's so much fun to, to work with people still in the Miami Valley and around the world, um, you know, and, and just help them to be able to travel again, especially this year has just been so rewarding because people are so excited to be able to get back out there. Of course, some some Delta variant concerns now, but um, just people seem to take it, uh, you know, they don't take it for granted anymore to be able to get out with their family. So, good point. I mean, when people are planning for these um, vacations, are you helping guide them to the best locations yeah. based? I imagine not everybody knows where they want to go. They say right. this, 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 and that's I've where you come in. Absolutely. All the time we get requests of, well, we really want R&R, but also, um, you know, we, we like to be able to see cultural things and we love good food. And it's well, that narrows, it doesn't narrow things down. So it's fun. I mean, the first step of every trip request, um, if we don't already know the clients, is just to try to get to know who they are as people, because a lot of times that helps point them in, in the right direction and maybe suggest a destination that they've never even thought of before. Uh, but of course, weather does play a part in that conversation mm -hmm. too, depending on when they want to travel and, um, you know, everything from at this time of year, you know, this destination is more expensive. So there's so many factors that go into it, um, especially when a client doesn't necessarily know for sure, oh, I definitely want to go to Hawaii. Um, so it's fun to me. That's one of the most fun parts because you get to introduce people to destinations that in some cases I've had people say to me, I don't even know where that is. And, but you know, it's, I, I was probably in the same boat when I started in the industry with some of these further flung places. So, uh, so I'm curious because you, you sparked a thought in my head when you were in the news industry, you know, there's news and there's weather. So you would come and ask me, Hey, what's the weather going to be like today? Right. Do you feel like you've learned a little bit more about weather patterns around the world? So if someone's saying they want to do a Bahamas vacation in the middle of August and you're like, okay, well, that's possible, but you could also do a tropical vacation somewhere where a hurricane's not going to smack you. Like, <laughs> do you feel like, you know, or, or it's monsoon season somewhere. Right. Do you feel like you've learned more? Oh yeah. I've learned so much, but that's so hard because I mean, I'm not a scientist like you guys. So, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of 
talking with partners who are based in those destinations. And then as I'm selling them a lot, I know, but I mean, there are so many places like Thailand, Costa Rica, South Africa, just to name a few, where even within those countries, there are, um, you know, different microclimates or at one part of the year, you can visit this coast, but not the other because of the, you know, monsoon season or whatever it may be. So um, yeah, it's really challenging to learn all of that. And I think we never know every, you know, the weather and, and every place that every time of the year. Um, but it's great to be able to, to leverage contacts and say, okay, tell me the truth. What's it like in April mm -hmm. and X, Y, and Z. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot to wrap your head around. And I think, um, it's, it's fascinating to me. I've, I've become sort of a weather nerd. So I yeah. guess <laughs> Well, Why that makes sense. This is so interesting. Well, even just down to the, okay, we booked your trip to this location. This is the type of weather that you can prepare for yes. during this time of the year. So if right. you're going to go to a place that's 90 degrees and dry every day, you know, these are the kind of clothes maybe that you should wear or supplies that you should bring with you. Yeah. So that's interesting. Totally. And, and in some cases we might say, yeah, maybe I wouldn't go for a full day tour on that day because you know, it's going to be really hot while you're there. Or maybe you might want to consider going to this region of the country instead, because, um, you know, during the winter months, it's really hard to get through here. Um, so there, again, there's just so many different factors to consider. Um, but I think that, you know, in, in a lot of cases too, it's not necessarily something where it will totally prevent someone from going, but it's just about setting the expectation because we get so many honeymooners in the summer months who want to go to a beach and yeah. it's hurricane season in the Caribbean. So it's just a matter of, like you said, McCall saying, well, we could also go to a beach somewhere else or um, just setting the expectation that, you know, maybe this island, it's typically not in the path of hurricanes as often as, you know, the Virgin Islands. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that back and forth that happens. I will say, Lauren, to my, uh, my parents were they booked a cruise. And that was a huge question my mom had was, well, I'm going to Bermuda. So are we going to uh, have is there going to be a hurricane? And I mean, <laughs> even as a meteorologist, I looked up like climatologically, what yeah. are typical formation and or paths that we see in October? Uh -huh. uh, because the regions that, uh -huh. and McCall, you know this, that are mm -hmm. kind of more like whether it's more of golf development or they ride yeah. in the Atlantic certain months of the summer. I mean, this is the average or what could happen. Obviously I told my mom, like, I can't tell you if there's right. going to be a yeah. on your date. Um, so yeah, I guess kind of managing those expectations, I would assume, um, is, is part of your job as well. Mm -hmm. And it's hard also to say what you said, whereas, yeah, at this time of the year, there can be, you know, can be overcast or, you know, you can get some rain, but then, you know, God forbid clients come back and say it downpoured every day. Yeah. You know, it's in some cases with those weather patterns, we can't yeah. tell you a, a month out for sure what it's going to be like. We can just say, normally it's this, but you should still have some sun or normally it's this. Um, so, you know, things like that do happen. So it's just a matter of saying, you know, this is what it's like this time of year. And you just have to be prepared that, you know, things are not as predictable as you know, we want them to be in mm -hmm. some parts of the world. So I think this people for the most part, understand that. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've never had anyone get mad at me about weather. Thank God. Because good. and I know that has happened to some advisors, but, uh, No, I, I've, I've got, everyone is so sweet. I mean, I also have never had a, a, a terrible situation. And, um, you know, I even had honeymooners in St. Lucia when the hurricane hit in, um, what was that, 4th of July weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but they, they were great. I mean, they just worked through it. We work with the yeah. hotels um, and they had travel insurance, which was, was huge for them. Um, so, you know, everything works out. It's just a matter of, staying in touch and communicating and making sure everyone's okay through it. So I have a question about travel insurance. I I am not, um, super well-versed obviously in travel. So if you are booking and and helping a family or a couple book their trip, I guess what, what can travel insurance do? And is there anything weather-wise that it protects a traveler against or from? Yeah. So Um, I recommend it for every single trip, but that's only because I've seen so many cases where things go wrong, even from, you know, you guys, I'm sure have heard or experienced how crazy flights are right now. Um, you know, we still have a lot of planes that are grounded and I just, I'm nervous about the winter months because I think when we start getting big, big storms, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just such a domino effect that if your plane was on the other side of the country and whether where you are is fine, if it can't get to you, you still may not be getting to your destination for a day or two. Um, and I've seen that happen this summer already. So fingers crossed that this Mm -hmm. winter is, is all right. But so for example, you know, my clients who, who had that happen this summer, they arrived at their hotel and they were already in um, non-refundable penalty. So at that point, we, if you don't have travel insurance, it's down to us to just beg and plead with the hotel and say, look, this was out of their control. Please refund them. Um, so great when, when they do have travel insurance, because then you're covered. Um, and that just falls under what they would call trip interruption coverage. So, um, you know, there are, you do have to read the fried fine print because, um, you know, some policies aren't as inclusive as others. And a lot of the details change because, um, you know, for example, like most, uh, travel, insurance companies won't cover things like they have these exclusions that would include everything from a global pandemic to, um, you know, a terrorist attack to a natural disaster. So then you're, you really have to dig in and say, you know, in the case of my clients who are in St. Lucia, I immediately reached out to our insurance rep and said, okay, so what's covered, what's not, how do we get the most for them? And um, he was great. He, you know, helped me make sure that they had their their extra room nights that they had to pay for covered. Um, but it is really tricky. So you have to read the fine print and you have to make sure you know what you're buying. It also seems nice that having a travel agent like you, like you kind of are working for your client, like you're the one, like you said, that called the insurance and, and worked rather than you're on your honeymoon and you're in the middle of St. Lucia trying to like call and figure yeah. out what yeah. covered. Yeah, that is true. And I, you know, um, it's nice to just have someone there too, because if you're calling the 1-800 number, it can take hours and hours to get through. So again, the biggest <laughs> thing for me is just having someone I can call directly and just, you know, having them be able to help us through it. So you've been to a lot of places and yeah. all types of weather. What is mm-hmm. uh, one place that you've been to that had the most extreme weather that you've experienced in your travels? Ooh, um, I've never been to any super cold weather destination. I would love to. Um, so I'll go the opposite direction. I, um, 
what I'm, I'm really into, as you guys know, Africa and Mm -hmm. safari and African cities. And so I went to Zambia, um, in October, which for them is the hottest month of the year. (laughs) And when I say hot, I mean, average of a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and so that was, I actually, I love the heat. So I didn't have too much of an issue with it. It, and it wasn't a super humid heat. So for right. me at, at a certain point, I'm like, you know what, whatever, you know, it, it's fine. It's fun. This is amazing. We're so lucky <laughs> to be here. Um, but my husband on the other hand, <laughs> he never is going back to Zambia in October again, <laughs> loved it, but it's not for him. And you know, the hottest month of the year. So how so, do you, how do you prepare for something like that? Um, well, I mean, you know, if you, even if you look at the U S Arizona this month has that or this summer has been crazy, crazy hot. Um, I had clients who went in June thinking it would not quite be at that level and they were just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was with, it was the week of the heat wave. Um, and so they, um, were, really just, they were great. They were still doing bike tours and <laughs> wow through the canyons, but, uh, but it's, it's hot. So I think just preparing, I mean, they knew it would be warm. I think they hoped it wouldn't be over a hundred, but they knew it would be warm. Mm-hmm. And so they were where they had plenty of layers, plenty of sunscreen, plenty of water to drink throughout the day. Um, and they had guides with them, you know, as they were hiking to make sure they were safe and that, that no one was showing signs of not feeling well. Um, so they took all of the right precautions, but you know, this time of year, that's so common across the U S where mm-hmm. you really have to be careful. Yeah. Especially with so, those three straight 90 degree days you yeah. guys are talking about. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, gotta be careful. Yeah, <laughs> nothing compared to Zambia. But so I have another question for you, because you kind of mentioned this earlier, Lauren, about partnerships that you have with, you know, resorts, hotels around the world. Um, Obviously, there are natural disasters that occur all over McCall. We know Mm -hmm. even just wildfires out west, how that really hurt and damaged um, wine country. So. Mm do you work with any of these um, regions that maybe they're trying to repair and come back from, you know, wildfires or a hurricane that really caused a lot of coastal damage? Um, Obviously, tourism is huge for not only our country, but other countries um, as well. So I guess what sort of partnerships do you ever have? Or do you have any in mind specifically that maybe you've worked with that were recovering from a natural disaster and kind of wanted to let people know, hey, it's safe again, please come? Absolutely. So we have really been trying to promote uh, wine country, Napa Valley this year, just because um, they they were hit really, really hard. There's a hotel there called Meadowood that we work really closely with, and they had some really extensive damage. They were just able to reopen. Um, actually, it would have been just a few days ago. So we're really hoping that we can, you know, I know that we already have some people headed there this fall, which is kind of peak harvest season for them. Um, but you think about one thing that the, you know, that I think the world realized about the industry is how many people are involved in tourism in one aspect or another. So when COVID hit, it was probably one of the hardest hit industries. And to see the ripple effect of, so you're not just talking travel agents, you're not just talking, um, you know, airlines or hoteliers, but all the way down from people who, um, you know, yeah, the the CEOs that were resigning and things like that. But then you have people, you know, who are supporting their families, whether it's right. uh, 
concierge, whether it's housekeeping, whether it's sales, um, and that's for tour guides, um, you know, even wineries that weren't being visited anymore. So, so many different aspects. Um, so we're, we're hopeful that we can get some people out to um, Napa and try to support them this year. And then after the Australia wildfires, we work really closely with the tourism board in Australia. So one of our advisors actually, um, when it was safe to, to go over there, one of our advisors went with the tourism board um, on a trip that was specifically meant to support Australia post wildfires. So it was a group of travel advisors from around the world and they, um, they met with some of the different um, firefighters and um, they went to areas that had been affected. And then of course, they just tried to learn about Australia and all of the great things that it has to offer so that they could potentially get people to, to come back. Because one thing that that country said that they really needed more than anything was tourism because that's how right. they get so much of their money and are able to recover. Um, unfortunately, Australia has been completely, you know, borders closed. Right probably won't reopen until, um, you know, maybe spring of 2022. So it's, it's going to be another destination when, when it does reopen, it's going to be so important to get people back there so that they can finally really um, tackle that recovery. Have you seen uh, a lot of places like day to day with the COVID uh, pandemic happening of allowing people and then not allowing people? And how does that yeah. impact people that are set to travel? I mean, <laughs> panic, you know, if I had a trip that, to Europe, you know, in the right. fall coming right now, and like you said, insurance has a lot of things that say, Hey, pandemic, you're not yeah. going to get your money back. How do you handle something like that? Oh yeah. I mean, that is still 80% of what I'm doing day to day, just because, you know, now we have the, the Delta variant in every destination, you know, in Europe specifically, we saw countries reopen borders. And then even if their borders are still open, many of them have said, okay, well, but you need this, this, and this to get even into a restaurant or into a museum. Um, and in some cases, it's relatively easy. If you're vaccinated, you're just flashing your vaccine card. It's not really a big deal. Um, but in other cases, it just, it's so restrictive that, you know, they may not be accepting the CDC vaccine card. They're only accepting the EU vaccine. Um, oh. So, you know, just understanding and keeping on top of that because it truly still is changing week by week. Um, but I think for the most part, we are finally on what feels like, you know, it's not, it's not full steam ahead by any means. It's still kind of um, two steps forward, one step back. But I think for the most part, we're finally on the road to recovery. I think in the, the US specifically, um, people are traveling you know, throughout um, the United States without too many um, concern in terms of you know, being able to do things when they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, there's still health concerns for people who are immunocompromised. So I think it's just understanding who your client is, where they are in life, what their background is. Um, you know, our clients in California, they haven't traveled much yet. Um, okay. Our clients in Southern states cannot wait to go. So, you know, things change depend on, depending on where you are um, in the country, depending on, you know, do you have a, a parent who's older and um, maybe you're really concerned about their health and your pri their primary caregiver. Those people still don't feel comfortable traveling and you have to respect that. Um, but then for people who do and want to do it safely, we really try to, you know, if they want to, if they feel more comfortable being outdoors, we look at outdoor destinations. If they don't want to be around other people and want to be in a home and never see another person in a hotel, 
They don't have to see another person in a hotel. So it's just understanding what they want. And some people just want normalcy again. And obviously, you know, we can do that too. I think it's uh, funny, and this is a little bit off topic, but more personal to you. I just remember when you went to go work for HuffMed Travel and it was going to be like a year long training, you know, to, right. to learn how everything <laughs> works there. And then everything just changed. And I just can't believe the acceleration and the learning curve that you must have gone through and to be where you are now to have all that information and all of those rules that you're probably trying to learn are right. like thrown out the window. <laughs> I joke that I've been in this industry for almost three years, but I still haven't really worked as a travel advisor. Of course, <laughs> that's not true. Um, but it, I haven't worked as a travel advisor under normal conditions. I should right. say. Who knows? I mean, things may things some things are permanently changed. Um, but I think that it's been so uh, this level of learning. I hope that we never have to go do something like this again. But I mean, I can't imagine um, anything that would have forced me to learn the way that this did. Um, because, you know, we've all been working from home. So we've been kind of, you know, we're still working as a team, but it's been a lot of just kind of um, figure it out. The whole world has just been figuring it out. Um, right. as we, so, you know, from, from that perspective, it's been a huge um, learning opportunity. And with the downtime, all those partners I was talking about, we were having Zoom dates and doing, you know, all kinds of different things with them. Um, so in some ways, I feel like I got more face-to-face, -face, even if it was electronic, more face-to-face -face time with partners around the world because everyone discovered how great Zoom is. So, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, it's wild. Hopefully 2022 will be my first, you know, year of feeling like things are, this is what normal. it's work in this industry normally. <laughs> right. So maybe one last question for you, Lauren, and it could just be kind of explaining. Um, but I guess for someone that might be on the fence of working through an agency, uh, like having someone, a travel agent, a travel agent uh, guide them, especially now with, like you said, COVID and everything is maybe one country could be fine and another. And, and I know just from experience of a, a friend that had worked with you, her honeymoon changed like 18 times because it was in the heart of COVID. So, uh, you know, if someone's on the fence, I guess, what could, what are some of the benefits of, of having a guide? And, and honestly, it seems like kind of a representative of, of getting them out and or changing those plans fast. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing during COVID or outside of COVID is just having someone who will go to bat for you and who does have personal relationships. So you're not necessarily working through um, a random wholesaler online trying to get through to customer service, then trying them reaching out to a hotel. Um, there are just so many you know, layers, or, or even if you're booking directly through a hotel, you may not necessarily know the sales director's first name and the name of their kids and what they do in the winter. So mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, you know, not to say that we know that level of detail about every single hotel everywhere in the world, because that would be a lie. But in terms of, you know, a lot of the properties that we are booking often because we feel like they're just great and that people always love them, we do have that level of relationship. So I think that's the biggest thing, um, you know, whether you're talking about COVID or not. I mean, we do offer, you know, extra amenities and, and things like that, um, which are great. But I think what COVID has taught is that really none of that stands up to the importance of relationships, um, whether you're getting free breakfast or not. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think we, you know, we've received so many first time 
clients through this. People who said, I've never even considered using a travel advisor, but I'm just so overwhelmed, which um, I totally get. Um, I, I would be in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. So if any of our listeners or watchers want you to be their travel advisor or Huffman Travel in general, how can they get a hold of you? Um, so you can go to our website, uh, HuffmanTravel.com and send us a request there, or you can email me personally um, as well. Um, just Lauren at HuffmanTravel.com. Um, and uh, yeah, we, I mean, I would love to, to help anybody out who's thinking about travel. I know it's, it's, a lot to, to figure out right now, but it's probably more exciting than ever after being cooped up for so long. And I would Real say quick, if any, what, go, go ahead. Oh, the social media account, because yes. I'm pretty sure I follow maybe Huffman Travel on Instagram and a lot you know, of beautiful pictures. Of social media, so the fact that I didn't push that out there right away. <laughs> Did I work with you? Um, so yes, uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook um, at, at Huffman Travel, very simple. And I was going to say, if you are someone that wants to go to Africa, Lauren is definitely the one that you yeah. want to reach out to find out about that. Her photos are amazing. You can have breakfast with giraffes and right. elephants. And I live vicariously through you. I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting at my desk and I see your Instagram or Huffman Travel Instagram. And I'm just like, oh, that looks great. <laughs> I'm beyond lucky to be able to do those things. That's for sure. Oh man. Well, thank you for joining us, Lauren. And as always, thank you for downloading, subscribing and listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, um, the podcast app on your Apple or Android phone. You can also watch the video version on whio.com, Roku, Amazon Fire and Apple TV. And we also now have a YouTube page. Just look for Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. As always, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you, ladies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.